Gun Pop, Big Gun Brian Petrie, giving out the lot. One is mortal, you know it won't miss. Gonna take a shot, dog lock. That's the underdog, yeah, they in the hunt. Send them home, that's KO or submission. Yeah, somebody done. Slime ball, yeah, that's the parlay. We gon' make it known. Pick em pie from MMA tapes. Yeah, let's get it going. Ooh, what's up to what's up? Finally doing a recap. Right after an event, I was looking forward to doing the recap on Friday. I'm like, Sunday's clear. I'm doing it. And then I had an absolute brutal night last night. I got 10-7 last night, boys. DraftKings account, very low, vital, you know, emergency surgery on the fucking DraftKings account. Went a little crazy, a little on tilty with some of the bets. We'll get into all that. You know it's a rough show when I don't even mask my Mountain Dew drinking. Your boy, before he went, literally, I don't keep him out doing the house because I'll drink it all. You know, self-control issues. I don't have any vices. That's one of them. Your boy was like, I'm going to pop on. I'm going to do the podcast. And I'm like, you know what? I got to go get a 20-ounce. Got to go get some of that freaking nectar, the nectar of the gods to do this podcast. Because, man, I've had rough nights before, and I'm going to have rough nights in the future. But for some reason, I just felt like I was off on this card. I did the proper, um, you know, I did the proper fucking, uh, what do you what, what do you want to say? I did the proper research and, and did what I normally do, right? And it was just a bad night uh, for me. I gave out shit picks on the Anakin Florian, which is always embarrassing. However, unlike other cappers, when I have a bad night, I, I'm putting my face out there on this podcast. I want you to listen. I want you to subscribe. You follow me. You support me. When I do bad, you can shit on me. That's okay. You know, this is that's life. That's life. You know what I mean? That's that's what we do, right? As cappers, we have bad nights. We have good nights. I celebrate the good nights. You guys compliment me the good nights. It's only right for you guys to shit on me the bad nights. But yeah, just a little down in the dump. So first off, Christian and I, when we head to head, Timbo was out murdering people. On our little pick'em show, Christian hit every single lock, three for three unlocks. Absolutely blew my fucking tits off on the competition. Not even close. He hit a send him home, Gaethje, dog lock, Pereira, and then mortal lock was Gabriel Bonfreem, who I made fun of him for blowing him a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But uh, the dude's a fucking stud and, and went out there and dominated. And uh, yeah, so we're going to get all to the whole card. It's been a while since I've been able to recap with you, sit down, talk to you a little bit. A lot has happened where I don't really talk much about it on the pick'em because everyone wants the picks. Obviously, I don't have, I don't want to waste John and Kenny's time talking about shit on there. This is what this platform for the pick'em shows, kind of a free flowing, just good, you know, good time. You know, kind of catch up on my life, and then we'll recap. Uh, I've already talked about the Evan Longoria thing a lot. Shout out Evan Longoria. What a dope dude for doing all that. Uh, you know, I, I, I spoke about it on several podcasts, so I'm not going to go into detail of that, but that's pretty fucking cool. Last night, Jordan Schultz, uh, Cincinnati guy, uh, friends with Chris Curtis. We tried to link up in Vegas in December. He invited me down to the Cincinnati athletic club for the fights last night. Uh, he got the Crawford fight as well in the UFC. And, uh, he like kind of, he, he doesn't run the place, but he helps with it a lot. He's a member there, and it's like the oldest gym maybe in America. You can fact check that. Like four presidents have worked out there. It was in the, He gave us a tour. It was like the oldest elevator, elevator I've ever been in. I'm like, okay, people my weight didn't take this back in like fucking 1900. You know what I mean? This elevator to hold us. But uh, super cool dude, super nice guy. I really appreciate the invite. I brought my buddy Schmitty down to watch the fights. And, uh, yeah, that was very generous, very cool. We were supposed to link up back in December. I'm very finicky and picky who I watch my fights with. So, yeah, he he had the uh, multiple screen set up. So, <clears throat> got the Crawford in the in the pay-per-view. So, shout out Jordan Schultz. Good guy. I don't think he has social media. I don't think he listens to this podcast. He just found out like two weeks ago I was I was the same Brian from Cincinnati that's on the Anakin Florian podcast. So, uh, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But either way, I want to thank him because, you know, that's very nice of him to do that. Second thing, uh, your boy's in the gym training. I didn't train much. In my gym, by the way, I haven't gone to any gyms that have invited me yet. You know, I gave I, I'm giving away some uh, some some old gear that I never really used, didn't fit, whatever. I put that video up. I took it down because I was getting too many messages. Somebody uh, from Mason, uh, let me let me pull up his name. Let me give him a shout out as well. Uh, his name is I believe it's Austin, right? Austin Michael. 
Uh, what's his last name? Shaper. Is that how you say it? Shaper? Yeah. Also Michael Shaper from Mason, which is, you know, north of Cincinnati or whatever. He uh he scooped it up. He's uh trying to be or not trying to be, is he an MMA fighter? I know he trains or whatever. So the the equipment went to him. Hasn't got it yet. We're, we might link up today. <clears throat> Life's busy, but uh I, I'm glad that someone scooped up and got that. But your boy's in the gym a little bit. Last week, admittedly, wasn't in as much as I wanted. Very busy week at work. <clears throat> I only hit God dang. Hang on. Hang on. I'm a, You can't hear me because I muted it. <clears throat> Don't know what's going on with my fucking throat right now. Oh, you know what? The nectar. The nectar will clean it right the fuck up. That's what it's here for, babe. Glug, 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 glug. But, um, yeah, two times last week and uh, not, not good enough. But your boy is in the middle of getting in shape, waiting for the boxing robot, getting some gear, so when I do go to these gyms, because I plan on hitting every, everyone that invited me, I plan on going to all of them, training, doing stuff. You know, I needed some some equipment and whatnot. So uh, I've been doing that, been spending money on that, which is fun because I'm also kind of addicted to it. I also kind of got a problem with it, right? So I need it. The, the story I'm going to tell before we get into the, because I feel like this is hilarious, the way my mind works. Uh, before we get to the, uh, the picks and the recap, everything from this and Terrence Crawford and whatnot, I got to tell the story about boxing gloves because your boy is absolutely nuts, insane, insane to the membrane with his, his items. And, I, you know, you, you got to cut the wrath. You guys saw those, right? Those are bag gloves. They're 10 ounces, bag, mitts, whatever. You don't want to spar at those, right? Being a big dude sparring 10 ounces, that's, that's, that's trouble, right? You see these gloves right here? So I, real quick, a little tangent. If you're on video, you see these. These are beautiful Beautiful gloves I got about like three months ago because, you know, I, I get the hair. I, I need to go. These are No Boxing, No Life. No Boxing, No Life from Canelo Alvarez. That's his brand. That's what he uses. I'm not sure if these are real because I bought them from the website, which no longer exists. Took forever to get to me. They didn't let me pick out my color. That's what they sent me, right? It was about 200 something bucks. And customer service is non-existent. I went to their Instagram, whatever. I think I complained about it one time, but I got those. And I, I think it's like a goof because they're not, they're, they're terrible gloves. I mean, they're, they're absolutely horrible. So, but they look gorgeous. So I threw them on the wall. Anyway, got the collector race is great. I need sparring gloves, right? Your boy needs to get 16 ounces. So when he gets in the gym, you're protecting people. I haven't had 16 ounce gloves in a little bit. I had some winnings, sold them, an old pair, whatever. You don't want to use old pair. Anyway, so your boy is crazy, right? He's a bougie bitch, needs the high end, crazy, crazy guy. One of my kids just literally knocked my entire house down. That was the loudest sound I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway, so I'm spending, my wife worked all week. It was like two weekends ago. My wife was working like all day, two days in a row. So I was with the kids, right? And they're playing Barbies. They don't want dad around, you know? So I'm on my phone. I'm like, okay, I need to get some sparring gloves. Winnings are out. You know, Japanese winnings are out because, you know, and by the way, you want, if, you, if you're not into gear talk, you can go and fast forward. I'm a fucking nerd. I get it. Um, Winnings are out because 12 to 16 months, that's impossible. That's crazy. I'm not going to wait that long. I'm impatient. Yada, yada. So I start looking through all, I start going through all these things and shout out expertboxing.com. He also has a YouTube page. This is a guy that breaks down pretty much every glove brand that he's ever gotten a hold of. He doesn't get paid for it. He buys them with his own money or they'll send it to him. And he goes, listen, I'm going to fucking shatter you. If you don't, I've learned a lot from him on most gloves nowadays are made in Pakistan. Everyone has the same mold glove. They ship them out to Pakistan, which has a very big leather industry and they throw a different logo on it. So a lot of these gloves out there are carbon copies of each other. You know, you got Mexico made gloves, which is a lot of companies in Mexico that make gloves now, but a lot of the gloves are getting shipped over and get made in Pakistan. And basically a Pakistan glove is, is, is not what you want. I mean, you know what I mean? You don't want, a carbon copy of everyone. They can put any price tag they want. So anyway, so winnings are out. And I dove deep in and the expert boxing guy brought up Donardo. And I had heard of Donardo boxing gloves before. It's a guy who makes boxing gloves in Italy, handmade. Italy apparently has the finest of leathers. You know what I mean? The finest of leathers. And so I'm like, oh, and I go to his website. Half of it's Italian. I can't read most of it. I follow him on Instagram. I'm trying to figure out how to order these things because extra boxing loves them. I watch a couple YouTube reviews on them. Everyone loves them. They're super high, high-end gloves. And, of course, being the boozy, high-maintenance bitch that I am, I wanted them. I needed them. 
right? That that was it, right? So the only way to get a hold of him, so I sent him a DM on Instagram. He responded right back and goes, hey, hit me up on WhatsApp. Never had WhatsApp. It's a messaging thing or whatever. So I hit him up on WhatsApp. And he goes, yeah, so what do you, you know, and he, there's like a standard message he sent me. And then he finally got me back. He's like, hey, what are you looking for? It's like, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I really like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm giving them my whole fucking life story. When basically I should have said I want 16 training ounce gloves because I'm, you know, whatever. And he goes, okay, do you want the, the Altiers, right? Which is like the custom made ones. And you can get like all these different types of leathers, not just colors, different type of fucking leathers. You can get like snakeskin, whatever. He's like, but well, they're out tiers or whatever they're called. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, because I'm thinking custom winnings are 400. 1v1, which is the only boxing glove made in America, their custom gloves are 900. So that's on the very top end. And I'm thinking, okay, this guy's probably going to be in that range. And should I really spend money? I'm, I'm now in my thoughts. Wife's gone. No one's talking me off the cliff. I'm ready to spend 900 bucks if this guy gets back to me or whatever. So he goes, okay, so here, here, and he gives me the breakdown of what the Altiers are, the custom made ones. And he goes, you get a bag with it and you get like a custom, you know, fucking glove bag. It looks like a Louis Vuitton, but it's like his logos on it. And he goes, in the starting price, obviously the price can go up if you use fucking alligator skin or whatever the hell. But he said the starting price for the Altiers were $2,395 US, $23. $100. I went, I literally was like, oh my God. I, I just immediately was like, yeah, those aren't for me, man. Like that's way more than I expected. Couldn't find a price on it. Sorry for wasting your time. Yada, yada, yada. I could $2,300. Again, bougie, bougie guy. $2,300 for some boxing gloves, man. I would be afraid to punch in those. Those have to go on the wall. $2,300. Bucks. So he goes, not a problem, but I do have a thing called Denardo Worldwide. This guy's very, he's very feeling himself. He goes, I think it's important that everyone gets to have Denardo gloves. So I created Denardo Worldwide, which is I make these gloves in whatever ounces, whatever colors I want, no logo, and I put them from sale, first come, first serve. I'll put you on a list. You said you're looking for 16 lace-up or lace or velcro i said yeah 16 velcro he goes done okay i'll put you on the list so this was like saturday saturday when we hit, when we did all this i could 2300 for gloves so monday i'm at work your boy's driving bop, 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 bop. you know making deliveries you know doing my thing being a you know being a working class man i hear this weird chime on my phone and it's the whatsapp i had never even heard this chime before i didn't know what the fuck it was it was an amber alert you know what i mean what the fuck happened there but I wasn't sorry, my computer just froze on me. Um, or not froze, it went dark screen. So I guess I gotta circle the mouse. Anyway, I hear this chime. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I I I panic. I go, what is this? So I pull over. I'm luckily I was right by a parking lot, pull over. I look at it. Literally from the chime to when I pulled over was maybe 45 seconds to a minute. Maybe. And it went, it chimed multiple times. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this, right? I'm stupid. I should have thought what it was. So I pull over, I look up, it's a WhatsApp. Donardo sent me 16-ounce gloves. They were like dark blue and red thumb, no logo. It was like a dark, yeah, it was like a darker blue, blah, 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 whatever. He's like, these are the only 16s I have. Do you want them? 30 seconds go by. I need to, or less than 30 seconds. I need to know, sir. And again, I haven't seen the message yet. This is what I'm reading after the fact. Not even a full minute from him sending the picture. This is what I got. Do you want these, sir? I need to know. Sorry, they're gone. Maybe next time was one minute. From 7-11 in the morning to 7-12. One minute, these sold. And they were like 500-something bucks, right? They were They were... On the higher end, obviously, of a glove you never fucking wore before, but you know, people were probably listening to this go, you fought 500 for fucking gloves. I know, I get it. Um, and I didn't like them anyway. I would have passed anyway, but I couldn't believe how fast it went. What? What are we, what are we doing here? What, what? Less that I've never seen any pro fighter I follow on Instagram, any MMA for anyone wear these type of gloves. Who's buying these? 
right? I mean, albeit I don't follow a ton of Italian boxers. If those are the people that are buying it, and I'm sure they're great gloves, but who's buying these things? There's a guy on TikTok that always does that. Who's buying this? And he shows something in the grocery store that's gross. That's what I want to know. Who the fuck's buying this? Because I'm sure there's one or two professional fighters out there that do wear these gloves, but they're not like common. So why are they going like hotcakes like this? I couldn't even respond to the guy that turned them down in one minute. They sold? Huh? Crazy stuff. I mean, absolutely crazy. It's nuts. So anyway, uh, with my research as well, I found this company called Fly, Fly Sports UK. They're based out of the UK. They make gloves in the UK. They got some MMA gear. They sponsored Molly McCann, Darren Stewart um, with some of their MMA stuff or whatever. But they had a custom glove option. And I worked with this girl, Sophie, right, via email to make some custom gloves because I, I, you know, I, did, I don't want my name or anything on them like that kind of custom. I want to pick the colors and I want to kind of, you know, have real input on that because I'm a boozy bitch. And, I, and I've always wanted to do that with like a winning or something, but that's just too long. It, it, it takes forever. This is four to six weeks with Fly. So shout out Fly. They're awesome to work with. Uh, they made a, a sick glove. I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't got it yet. This was two weeks ago I did this. So obviously we got some weeks to go. They did send me a mock-up on my phone. I'm not going to show you because I'm going to do, do an unboxing. I've never done an unboxing video before, but I'm going to do an unboxing of them. Right? And those are going to be 16-ounce sparring gloves. But again, your boy has a problem. So while I'm waiting, I go, listen, I, I, need, a, I need another pair of 16 gloves. Uh, so I, my boy, shout out Box Up Nation in Dallas. Um, great shop. I want to go there so bad. It's like, it looks, seems like a, a, my shop of my dreams because I love equipment and gear and clothing, sho boxing shoes and, and all this shit. And I would love to sit there all day and talk to the guy about different kind of gloves and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I bought a pair of Salvatores, which I'll post on Instagram when I get done here. Salvatore made out of Mexico, fairly new Mexican glove. Blue and yellow, 16 ounces, always have a backup. And again, your boy's got a problem. So I went and got that. I'm going to work out today, hit with the bag with them. I haven't hit with them yet. They came late yesterday, like right before I was leaving the house, they came. So shout out Box Up Nation. Again, I'll post a picture of those on Instagram. They're beautiful, beautiful pair of gloves, beautiful pair of Mexican, Mexican made gloves. Um, but yeah, then obviously I'm very excited for those flies that are coming in. And, and, and I've, I've heard nothing but good things about fly sports. A lot of the UK boxers are using them now. Jared Anderson, excuse me, Jared Anderson, the heavyweight from, I believe he's from Ohio, the heavyweight kid that's coming up undefeated heavyweight. He used him for a while. I believe he is now an Everlast fighter. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just some real dork shit that I'm on right now, baby. Real dork shit that I'm on right now. Like, you know, I can't, you know, if you show up to a gym, because I already think there's a bounty on my head when I go to these local gyms. I think I'm going to go in and, and flow spar with somebody and get, just get my fucking teeth kicked in, right? Which is fine. You know, whatever. I'll, uh, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But uh, um, but I, uh, you go to a gym with some custom gloves. Again, I don't have my name on them. I didn't do any name. I didn't do my kid's name. I just want to pick the colors, the colorway. And uh, flies are beautiful pair of gloves. So when, if you go in with some gloves like that, where people are looking at you like, where the fuck you get those? Same with the Donardo. One of the comments of the Donardo gloves when someone bought one and they're like, how much was that? And they told them how much they paid. They're like, dude, you go to a, you go to a hardcore boxing gym, you'll get your fucking ass kicked wearing those. And the guy responded, yeah, that's true. Unless you're good, right? So I think I'm okay. Uh, I'm out of shape, but I got to get better shape. But uh, if I go into one of these gyms, that's why I got to get the boxing robot. That's why I got to get in shape in the gym before I go get my fucking head cleaned off. But uh, yeah, everything's exciting, man. I, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm that's kind of the way my brain works. I'm, I'm back in the saddle, wanting to get in shape, wanting to train again. I'm, I was down nine pounds. I think I said that on multiple podcasts. I am now up three pounds. So I didn't gain 12 pounds, but when I said I was down nine pounds, I'm actually down six. I've gained three pounds. I weighed myself this morning. Very upset because I'm, I'm supposed to be going the opposite direction. So I'm going to put a good workout in today. And that's that. So that's a little glove talk right there. But $2,300 for some gloves. I see mighty. But I want to give some shout outs. Box Up Nation. Go to BoxUpNation.com. Uh, great guy who'll work with you. If he doesn't have anything in stock, order it. Um, you know, really easy to navigate website. You know, and I'm not getting paid for this at all. Like the dude's dope. And I want to support... Um, Shops like that because we don't have anything like that. Like there's another, there's a shop in Florida, I believe, Miami, Florida, MS, MSM Fight Shop. They they're pretty cool. There's one in New York, super rare shop or whatever, which I ordered a T-shirt from. They're dope. 
Um, but yeah, Box Up Nation is just, he seems like a true to guy, small business, trying to make it work. And I don't go to Texas much, but when I go to Dallas, you better believe that I'm wiping my whole slate clean. I'm just going to go fucking annoy the guy all day and just talk about boxing gear. All right, so we got to get to the fights. God damn it. Do we got to? Do we have to? Fucking bloodbath for your boy. I don't know who lost worse, me or Tony Ferguson, last night because whew, five and six of my picks, which doesn't sound bad, but it's like all the six that I lost were my bets. Uh, one and three on my locks. The slime ball got blown up a little bit. Steve Wonderful Thompson got canceled. Um, the fight got canceled. Excuse me. He didn't get canceled. And so I, I, my slime ball was already placed. So it was Matthews and Poirier. Poirier obviously did not win. Um, so that sucks. But yeah, so we'll go top down. Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier. Again, I was confident in Poirier. I can't get these fights right. I said it a million times. When I was the first fight, I was all in on Gaethje. Second fight, I was all in Poirier. I thought Poirier was a little too slick for Gaethje. Gaethje, the first round, I thought Gaethje won. It was very close, but I didn't think he win. Poirier was landing some nice shots, but Gaethje said them the inside kick was throwing the outside kick. That was landing a little bit. Poirier seemed like a little too patient in the first round. He was, he was kind of setting some things up, wasn't throwing a ton because Justin was countering very well. He looked fast. Justin also pretty big in there. You know, Justin early in his career probably could have made 145. Looked like he sized up just enough, um, you know, and he looked he looked big in there. He looked good. And then uh, patient first round from Gaethje countered really well. Right hand was landed. You know, Gaethje's best shot's the left hook, but his right hand on the southpaw is landing really well. Uh, he got cut up on his eye a little bit. He did get hit by, by uh, Poirier. did crack him a few, but, but he, he hung in there tough, stayed calm. Great corner advice from Whitman. Great corner advice from Mike Brown on the other side as well. And then Gaethje threw two head kicks in the first round as well, and they they kind of didn't get through, but Poirier put his hand up, but Gaethje kicked so hard, you put your hand up, it's still kind of rocky, but Poirier handled him well. It didn't wrap around Gaethje's not known to throw like high kicks. You know, that's a that's something new. He's body kicks and mainly low kicks. He's got powerful kicks, so it was nice to see him go up top. He fanned very well, and, and Poirier kind of read it, but it, it, he came a little too late, didn't have his full, didn't have one of these going, used his hand, wrapped around, got him behind the ear. He fucking fell like a ton of bricks. Gaethje followed up. Herb Dean fucking elbow dropped. <laughs> fucking slid in there and oh, elbow drop Poirier to save him. That was cool. The ending sequence was fucking awesome. That's gonna be a highlight reel. Um, both guys, absolute class. You know, Poirier's class in the feet, Gaethje's class in, in, in victory there. Um, I'm glad Gaethje embraced the BMF belt because when they handed it to him at first, when 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 all gave it to him, he kind of gave it away. And then he took it back because the first when he won the interim title, he threw it on the ground. Like, I'm glad, like, I know the BMF title is corny. And some people hate it, and it's kind of gimmicky, which I agree 100%. But it's still a strap. It's still, you're, the, you're you're two of two at this point, right? And now you're one of one because Masvidal is retired. But there's only two guys that have that belt. That's that's pretty cool, right? And that is now basically your ticket. There's no one else in line at 55 now to go get the title shot. You know, we're, I know we're running Oliver Islam back in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Gaethje's not a short notice guy, so if one of those guys pulls out, I doubt he's going to hop in there. But he gets winner for sure. Um, and, and, and I think that's a good timetable for Gaethje to kind of rest and, and regroup and, and, and work on some things. Cause obviously if he fights Islam, he's going to get taken down It's reminiscent of the keep could fight. And then he fights Charles. He got stunned and put down with like almost every shot that Oliveira hit him with. So he's got to work on that. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited. Gaethje looked great, man. Gaethje looked really, really good. Um, I keep saying I'm a lot. What am I doing? This is my first podcast. He looked really good. Gaethje looked really good. I was, surprised uh, how good he looked. If I'm being honest with you, I thought Poirier was slicker. I thought Poirier would land a little more. Poirier's got this air of confidence about him. He looked lean. He looked in shape. Gaethje tends to maybe fade. At least he did in the first fight. He's actually trying to, I mean, he had a really good third round against Fazeev. This was at altitude. You know, I'm trying to pick holes in every look, which way not to pick Gaethje, but Gaethje was the right side. Dog money as well. Um, Yeah, great, great performance by Justin Gaethje. He's obviously next for the title. Conor McGregor called him out. I was a Connor guy. I'm really losing faith in Connor with all this nonsense that's going on outside there. The call out to me was kind of weak. You're not even in the testing pool, my guy. Justin's in line for the title. Why would he take that fight? You're not making 55. Why would Justin go to 70? You know, just take the Gaethje fight. It's, you know, I get it. Connor's kind of inject himself into the conversation. He's so popular. He's so big. And the UFC loves him because it makes so much money off him that even when he sends a tweet like that, it gets traction. 
I thought Gaethje shut that down perfectly. He's like, I don't fight guys on steroids. Um, you know, obviously, the, allegedly, I don't want to get sued by Conor McGregor. But, yeah, um, Justin Gaethje looked fucking fantastic. He's making all the right moves, baby. He's making all the right night moves. Next up, Alex Pereira versus Jan Bohovic. I thought Alex won. I had 2-1 Alex. Jan landed some takedowns, did fuck all with him. He won the first round. He took his back, you know, back, back control, didn't do much. But listen, you got the back control. You went for a couple chokes. That's your round. That's it, right? I get that. Second round, Pereira, I thought, controlled it. Got taken down, got up, landed to better strikes. That's Pereira's round. Third round, I thought the same thing. Pereira was dominating the whole time. Um, Jan's toast, his legs toast. He's gassed. Got that takedown, laid on him for like a 40 seconds. That's not winning the fight. It's just not. I had a 2-1 Pereira, pretty confident in that. Um, I had Pereira in a single bet, one of the few bets I won. Uh, I told everyone on Twitter, because I feel like a fraud right now. I got to expose myself. Told everyone on Twitter, if Pereira comes out face paint, I'm unloading it all. Right? He didn't come out on, on the weigh-ins on face paint. So I'm sitting there building my bets on Saturday, because I, I, I place a few bets. I'm still in the habit of only placing on Saturday, because I used to drive to Indiana, and that's the only time I could place on Saturday. So... I have a, I still have a habit of that, but I do, I do play some bet early bets, right? Pereira wasn't an early bet. I got the green hammer in, I got the slime ball in, but I didn't get the Pereira in. So Saturday morning, I wake up and building my bets, um, and then I start playing with the kids or whatever. Didn't, didn't fire any bets off, and then it was like time to like I took a nap because I was gonna be up late, and it was time. And then my kids left, and it was time to get up and go. And I start getting everything. My packages came. You know, I'm looking at inspecting the gloves and doing all this stuff. Packing my blah, blah. so then when I get down there and I get down to the Cincinnati Athletic Commission, Cincinnati Athletic Commission, Cincinnati Athletic Club, meeting Jordan, and we're, he's giving me a tour. I'm sitting in my head. I got to fire our bets. Got to fire our bets. So I go and I start firing off bets. And Pereira was one of the last ones I bet because he's at the end of the card. So my money wasn't thick. You know, my money wasn't as fat as it wanted to be because I already placed all these other bets. And I went fuck. I was supposed to unload it, even without the face paint. Very confident read by me that Pereira was going to win. Kind of a lackluster fight. So I didn't, I would even do a full unit on Pereira. He was a, I got him at minus 110, minus 105. It wasn't dog money when I got him. But um, yeah, so I mean, I doubled my money, which is great. But still, I lost, I already lost that double. So it didn't matter. Um, but I thought Pereira in altitude looked pretty good. He looked big in there. It looked like he stuffed his ass with some ass pads. Like his ass was huge. That dude had a dumper on him. I was like, me and my buddy are like, what? This dude's got pads in his ass. Like, what? Look how big his fucking ass is. Um, Blahovich looked 40, right? This is back-to-back performances where Blahovich did not look good. I was there in Vegas. He was picking Ankalaev apart and then got grappled, got taken down, did not look good. Boring fight. This fight, another kind of lackluster fight. Couldn't really only blame uh, Blahovich. You know, there were some striking exchanges where he did well. He landed good strikes on on. On Pereira, but Pereira didn't really unload either. There was a moment in that second round where Jan looked cooked, and Pereira kept touching the body, kept touching the body, kicking his legs. He had a huge golf ball sized lump in his leg, and then all of a sudden he, you know, he he was afraid because is he caught him with that overhand right? So he was, you know, he was kind of keeping him at bay and just picking him apart. I feel like there was a couple big shots he could have landed in there. Took a little bit of a chance to maybe put Jan out. Jan's tough as dirt, but I thought he looked forty. He looked every bit of 40, unimpressed by uh, Jan. As far as Alex, I like him at 205. That ass is fucking juicy and thick at 205. He's a big dude. He gained like 23 pounds after weigh-ins. Um, you know, his cardio checked out as well. He got he got ragdolled in the first round, kept defending takedowns as well. That's going to zap you, especially if you're a striker. Um, but, you know, Jan faded. He didn't. So I like him at 205, right? Now, I thought he said some smart things. I'm going to stay at 205. I'm going to try to get the title, and then I'll solve the Izzy thing. Because him and his, Izzy thinks it's over. You know, 2-0 in kickboxing, and then they're 1-1 in MMA. I think there's there's got to be a trilogy. MMA is all about trilogies. Got to be a trilogy at middleweight. I think Alex wants to get the 205-pound belt, which it's wide open for him to do it. Jamal out. He matches up well with anybody at the top of 205, in my opinion. Alex does. Him and Yuri would absolutely be fucking bonkers when they fight. Um, but, yeah, so Alex is, is going to fight for the 205-pound title sooner than later, for sure. And then if he gets that, then maybe defend it or maybe go down and fight Izzy. If Izzy wants that, because Izzy, 85, is, you know, Drekus is there, but he's out with a foot injury. Sean doesn't kind of want the fight. I, I don't know what's happening with Izzy. He's trying to defend the title in Sydney. We'll see what happens. But Alex Pereira, I want to expect it more. He did land a nice little left hook. Jan stuff is dirt. Was kind of expecting a knockout from Pereira. 
But, you know, I'm happy that one of my few reads that I was very confident won. And uh, a lot of people like Jan, probably people thought Jan won. I get it. It's going to be a highly contested, you know, um, whatchamacallit, decision. But I had a 2-1 Pereira, so go fuck yourself. Uh, Bobby Green versus Tony Ferguson. Uh, Let me itch my ear real quick because I'm trying to say something about Tony Ferguson that's not so negative. You know what I mean? I mean, because there's not much positive to say. I've kind of said it all on on Anakin Florian and in and, and my own podcast with the, with Christian. I don't want to be a guy that repeats himself all the time, but you know, this is a guy that wanted to play baseball. He said the UFC's holding him back from that. He was talking about how a bear was tracking him, or two bears were tracking him on a hike with his wife and kids, and he pulled out like a pocket knife, really weirdly. Like, what the fuck's a pocket knife gonna do, bro, with two bears? What are we? What are we? What are we talking about? Like we're entertaining this. Like medium, like no one puts him in check. No one goes, bro. That just sounds made up. That sounds crazy. People accept that he's a nutcase. People accept that he's crazy. People also accept that he's almost forty. Owen six in his last six has been finished twice in a row now by submissions, and this is a guy who's going to go on Instagram or go on Twitter, start training again, and act like he, you know. He's going to go for a title. He said five fights in a title, baby. I, you know, I, I think if, yeah, I mean, literally, I think, the, if, fuck it. This is MMA takes. This is the very first shirt I made right here. See that? Takes. I got to give you some takes. Cut him. He's a big paycheck on your payroll. He ain't winning fights. He's not high level. He's almost 40, God, year, 40 years old. He was complaining about everything with the promotion. Cut him. He did you a favor by fighting Nate last time out. So maybe they, they owe him. He's been in the UFC for a while. They value loyalty. Don't know what his contract situation is, but he gets paid a ton of money. Fan favorite. People like him. Cut him. Let him do bare knuckle. Let him do Bellator. Go over to Japan. Bellator PFL might be merging. Cut him. Get him out of the UFC. That need to be. Bobby Green submitted this guy in the third round. No shots at Bobby Green. Bobby Green is an excellent fighter. But if Bobby Green submits you, it's time to go. You know what I mean? Especially when you're making 200K the show. <clears throat> Possibly. Yeah, it's time to go, man. Bobby Green. Been around forever. Hasn't really had a super high-level win. I picked Tony. On the Anakin Florian, Kenny and I both were on Tony. I switched my pick on my show. God damn, fucking switched my pick on my show. And uh, <clears throat> didn't switch the pick officially with Anakin Florian. I should have probably texted that. But um, let me see if I can fix Should I fix this now? Because my screen keeps going off pretty damn quick. Screen time. Nope, that's not it. Uh, bu- 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 desktop dock displays. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Autoclave, Jack Brighton, the two tone preset. Uh, let's go to advanced, huh? Light your pointer keyboard near my slightly dim display on battery, prevent attempts of sleeping, power adapter when the display is off. I don't know. Automatically connect, whatever. I'll do that later. Let's talk about Tony Ferguson's got to go. You got submitted by Bobby Green. That was my motor lock, by the way, too. So I switched Stephen Thompson. He was my original motor lock. Three neat whack. I took Bobby Green as my mortal lock just in our just in our game, not on the Anakin Florian. I did not do a three rack on Bobby Green. But listen, Tony dropped him the first round, had another good first round, faded, got absolutely butchered off his back, had no re- I mean, he was throwing legs up, but just flailing his legs up. It was no armbar setups, no nothing. Guys fucking head pounding the canvas. Third round, he came out a little aggressive. Bobby was picking him apart. Bobby had the better cardio and then Took him to the ground again, and, and then Tony just gave up that fucking arm triangle, the head and arm. It's crazy the cliff this guy's falling off of. Maybe he, because now, like, the rumor is, or not the rumor, but we all, oh, he's got coaching. He went to Jackson's, and now he's got guys that are in his corner, and this and that. He brought his old wrestling coach in. You know, these are all positive things. Maybe he needs the guys that were telling him to throw sand, because he's a hell of a lot better when he had those guys telling him to throw sand than he is now. Um, and his body, to me, he just looks frail. You know what I mean? He was at one. He was at one seventy last time. One fifty five this time. He just looks his torso and everything. He just looks frail to me. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, if you, if you're not going to retire, I think the UFC smartly has to sit down with him and go. Listen, 
If you want to retire in the UFC, that's cool. Maybe we'll put you in the Hall of Fame years ago. You're an interesting fighter, whatever, whatever. If you don't want to retire, then we got to let you go because too much money and you ain't winning fights. Doubt that happens because he is a company or a fan favorite, but we'll see. Next up, Kiesa versus Kevin Holland. Probably my worst pick ever. Um, I broke down. I, I rewatched the Anakin Florian, which I rarely do when I, you know, my segment at least. I watched the show up until my segment. I don't, you know, believe it or not, I know I'm a vain guy. You know, you know I'm fixing my hair. I'm, I'm a boozy bitch. I want cool boxing gloves. I don't really like watching myself back all that much, but I, I watched myself back in the Anakin Florian this past week. Um, and I broke down all the ways Michael Chiesa can lose and why he would lose. One foot in, one foot out, doesn't seem motivated, two years off, yada, yada, yada. I know he's a good, bad matchup stylistically for Kevin Holland, blah, blah, blah. And I go and proceed to put, pick Michael Chiesa. I made him my dog lock on my own show. Fucking embarrassing. I needed to, and he was my green hammer play. I need to take this green hammer and stick it in my fucking ear. How stupid that was. It's an embarrassing play. My green hammer play, which there's a lot of options on this card to do. I settled on for some reason. I wish I could go back and kick past Brian in the teeth. But some reason I played green hammer. Kiesa to win by decision or submission. And I know it's it's one of those things where it's like Kiesa, stylistically, he maybe could have given Kevin Holland problems for sure. Everyone on Twitter. I don't like taking bets from people. I, I again, I I see bets on Twitter. I see the theme, but you know, and I, I listen to other people's podcasts, but I never steal other people's bets. I kind of recommend to people like, hey, so and so said this. I'll bring it up on the podcast. Guys, I respect her on this. Blah blah blah. A lot of people like Kevin Holland by submission. I believe at one point it was plus six hundred. Not sure what it closed at. A lot of smart people like that. Told my buddy, hey, people like this. He played it. Obviously, hit it. And I wouldn't accept the bet. I thought that was a good place, a good thing to lose because Michael, or a good bet because Michael Kess has been submitted before. That's what he does. He kind of puts himself in these positions, especially the Darce choke. Mossel, I got him. Luke got him. And uh, Kevin Holland's got those long arms or whatever. But I, I don't know what I was seeing. I really don't know what I was seeing. It's obviously hindsight 2020. It's after the fact. Yes, it looked fucking piss poor or whatever. But man, his stand up has never been good. His stand up was an all time bad last night. I know Kevin Holland is is head and shoulders a better striker, but Kiesa would throw a punch and then like drastically cover up. Like it was bad. And Sean Strickland came on Twitter and said, This dude doesn't spar anybody. This is what happens. And Sean Strickland, say what you want about him, is an honest dude, right? Agree with him or not. He's got a lot of issues. He says some controversial things. His opinions are sometimes wackadoo but when he's speaking about people and about training about it's usually the truth he says he jokes with with kiesa like oh six round sparring or whatever because kiesa doesn't spar with anybody and you can see that against kevin holland that was some of the lowest display of striking i've ever seen i mean he would throw some strikes kevin would counter and i mean he would just go like this and run run his back against the cage i mean fuck man hoist gracie might have better striking than that that was very weird. He took his glove off. Uh, thought he was going to retire because, again, he's working the desk, one foot in, one foot out. I think he's got a kid on the way as well. Coming off a back injury was never easy. But, you know, he walked out, didn't retire, and then he just, he, I think he Instagram said, well, that sucked or whatever. So probably one more for Kiesa. But, yeah, bad bet all around for me. Green hammer obviously goes down in flames. Um, I should flush the hammer down the toilet. And then, uh, yeah, my dog lock. Um, I can't believe I locked him up. Pathetic, pathetic by me. I wasn't seeing dogs very well this on this card anyway. So it uh, doesn't matter really who I picked. Anyway, uh, Derek Lewis versus Rodrigo, Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. Derek Lewis comes out flying knee, finishes de Lima. You know, de Lima's got a hell of a chin. That knee landed flush. He wasn't out. Derek landed big, big shots on the ground. He wasn't out. He rolled to his stomach and then just the shots accumulated. And Derek got I me. Mean, Derek hit so hard. It's 14 knockouts. U.S. career holds the record now. Took a short soft, did a little DX, whatever. Rogan's cracking up laughing. Post fight was good. Um, Derek needed that. I thought he looked a little nervous uh, going into the fight. It was a big win for him. Didn't realize he was on his last fight of his contract. That's a big win for him because now the UFC has a decision to make. Derek Lewis, he's holds your company record for knockouts, 14. He's an exciting guy. He's almost 40 or is 40. Older guy, heavyweights, I know it's a mixed bag, but big paycheck he makes, right? You can throw him on more headliners in Texas and watch him lose. He's a fight night headliner. He can go cycle through the heavyweights again that he hasn't fought. Sure. 
But I think the best case for him is the PFL. The PFL, he's got to unsolve, you know, he's got to win over Francis Ganyu. The PFL has maybe two heavyweights, realistically, that could fight Francis. That would pique my interest. Could you sell pay-per-views off it, depending on the card? Maybe. But Derek Lewis-Francis rematch, even though their first fight was one of the worst fights ever. Bad, bad. Derek, they just literally, the judges just drew a name out of the hat to see who won that fight. It's something that they could use because I think this is what's going to happen. Here, here's here's um, Brian deciding what's going to happen, okay? So they're going to go, or excuse me, Nagani's going to go and get butchered by Fury in October. He's going to lose a little bit of steam. He's going to get paid a ton of money to do that, but he's going to go get butchered by, by Fury. It's just going to happen, right? And then from that, He's going to go mid-year 2024, he's going to fight. So let's say March, April. You know, it's all basically August now. There's like a 60-day matching period from UFC. So that puts out Derek Lewis probably October. Throw his ass ringside at Fury Naganyu and already have Naganyu's next MMA fight lined up because you got to build that steam before Naganyu gets just embarrassed. Nagani's been harping boxing. He's getting paid a ton of money. You're going to watch him get just absolutely lolloped in there and go, wow. Was that a $10 million performance? Probably not, but this is an MMA fighter. Oh, look, we got Derek Lewis, who's charismatic, who has a win over Nagani. Let's build that fight for spring, early spring in the PFL. Win, 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 win. We're all winning. That's why things should happen. Derek Lewis will get a guaranteed two mil. I think he would deserve the two mil going in, adding that life to the PFL heavyweight division. But we'll see. It also seems like he's a loyal UFC guy, likes to be in the big show. It's the big show, whatever. But when you're this late in your career and you've already kind of fought every heavyweight there, unless you are really looking at redemption and rematches and this, I think that's the best place to go. PFL, get your money. Um, and then if you lose Naganyu, there's always that rubber match. Get your more money again. Possibly retire. Possibly go do other things. But uh, there's options out there, baby. Hire me. Call me. I'll be your agent. Let's work this out. But that's that's the way it should go. Um, but yeah, I actually picked the Lima in that fight. Bet the Lima uh, kind of heavily as well. So I'm a fucking idiot. All right, next up, Gabriel Bonfreem. Christian's mortal lock versus Trevin Dallas. I was on Bonfreem. Didn't like how he was. Had a small baby bet on him because I was like, Ugh, I need to pick a winner here as I was losing in the earlier night. Picked a winner, did just did money line. He's a high money line, so I didn't get a, a ton of value out of it. Just wanted a winner on the board. Great guillotine. Trevin Giles kind of fell right into that, but uh Bonfrey closed the show. Uh tight, tight, tight guillotine. Uh yeah, that kid's good at 170. Undefeated. Undefeated at 170. Um, and is an interesting guy to move forward at 170. We, we there's a lot of guys at 170. He's a guy you can kind of throw in there. What about him versus Renat Fakraninov? You know? Undefeated versus a fucking killer. I mean, man, let's go. Uh, Roma Kapilov versus Claudio Ribeiro. Uh, Kapilov, again, this is a guy I sung his praises before he came to the UFC. Dropped two. I looked like an idiot. He has now won three or four in a row. Um, I liked how he handled himself in the first round. He got clipped a few times. Hard shots by a guy who does have some knockouts on his record and handled it fucking well. And then came out the second round calm and just kicked his fucking teeth in. Beautiful head kick knockout by Kapilov. Called out Sean Strickland, which in hindsight, you'd be like, oh, Sean Strickland's right there for a title. This might not be a great call out, but Sean Strickland's the type of dude that would fight this guy. This is a fight night main event waiting to happen. Sean Strickland's like, what? Yeah, I'll fight him. I don't care. You know what I mean? That's a strict kind of, so I kind of love the call out because that's the kind of dude Strickland is. Kapilov looked pretty good though. Uh, Vincent Salvador versus TJ Vergara. Hated this fight. Vincent Salvador showboat the whole time, did fuck all, was mad that he lost. You did nothing in there, dude. You, every time, you know, you do one of these after. It was a sparring match. The, the, the announcer said it best. You know, he boom, 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 or, or Vergara throws a shot. He waving and he, oh, yeah, you know, that's what, you know, trying to reset. That's what fucking sparring is. You weren't doing anything. Your corner's telling you, bro, you got to hit this guy. You got to get after him. You gotta, he didn't do any of that, right? Vergara. I thought did some of that. I mean, he was the blame as well, but he was at least going for it, throwing big shots. Um, he won the decision. I was on the opposite side. This was a dog play for me as well in Salvador. I will never bet him again. I think I might hate him. I think I might hate him. Um, yeah, no, you know what? No thinking about it. I fucking hate him. I hate him. Salvador, you're in the graveyard. Uh, Jake Matthews versus Darius Flowers. Okay, so I'm... A, mm, 
I'm not super upset, right? Because I, I don't think Darius Flowers is a liar. I had a Jake Matthews. He's obviously in my parlay, but I really like Matthews in the spot. And I go, okay, Matthews, I think, could finish this guy. How is he going to finish him? Submission, it's there. But I really think he's going to probably TKO. He's been boxing a lot lately, a lot of stand-up. Flowers likes to throw, a little bit wild in there. And that's what happened. That front kick, toes touching the fucking liver or the gallbladder, those toes fucking tickled an organ in there. He went down nut shot. Don't know if it was a nut shot. His heel pressed against him, but if you're wearing a cup, mm, nah, that's a TKO. That's a TKO. Lost on a ticket. What happens? He comes out and he submits him, and I lost the ticket. I got Matthews to go on to my parlay, but poor Abel blew it up, whatever. Matthews, though, again, still young, talented as, as I'll get out. Tough fight. Tough fight against a guy who probably shouldn't be at 170, if I'm honest with you. He's a 205-pounder, Darius Flowers. Trains with a good camp, has power, is a little wild in there, is confident, has knockouts. Matthews could have walked into some things like that. He kind of did at some point. Kept his composure, landed good strikes himself, fired well off the cage. Wasn't the cleanest performance in the world, but again, you know, this is a good win. This is a short notice, you know, opponent that you want, that you beat, that you should have beat, and you did, right? And you got him at a pretty low number. Um, I'm not mad at Jake Matthews' performance as well. Now we got to kind of move him up a little bit, I think. You know, beat Philo, lost to Sam Ellsberger, beat Flowers in short notice. Let's give him a name at 170. Gabriel Bonfrey was on this card. That'd be a fun fight. I think Bonfrey would probably win that fight. But, you know what I mean? Let's kind of give him some guys now because Matthews, time to take the baby gloves off, right? The inconsistency needs to stop. You're 28 years old, got loads of talent. Take the baby gloves off. Let's see what you got. Uh, Miranda Maverick versus Priscilla Cachuera. I catch aware in this fight. Didn't care about this fight. Catch aware stinks. Miranda Maverick stinks. That's just what it is. She was supposed to be the next big thing. She's not. She won by armbar. Catch aware has still has no uh, no submission defense. What are you gonna do? One in a brawl. Maverick smartly took her down. But I just I'll never be able to play Maverick at that number. Didn't bet that fight. And then we got Matt Sullinsberg versus Usho Medic. Uh, I did not bet this fight as well, even though lately I picked, by the way, I picked Ketchware and I picked Salensberger. But later in the week, this is obviously was just on my show. We didn't do this on the point. Later in the week, I was like, oof, Usha Medic, it might be, this is a good matchup for him, I thought, right? I did not see it going the way it did. Spinning forearm, basically. I know spinning back fix, but the forearm got Salensberger, TKO'd him. Medic looked big in there, right? Sullensberger came out, long hair, glasses at the way, and he looked like your weeds dealer, weeds dealer. Um, you know what I mean? Just his new look is, you know, whatever. He had the mullet, then he had a shaved head, now he's got the long hair. Guy's hair grows fast as fuck, right? But uh, I'm starting to think Sullensberger just might not be that guy. Look great against Jake Matthews. Look good against Jeremiah Wells. Couldn't get him out, but looked good. Lost the fight, which I thought maybe he won. And then laid an egg in this fight. You know, this is, a, this is a winnable fight. He was a favorite, a handily favorite in this fight, but Medic got him. So there's that. There's a card, five and six, one and three on my lock. Slimeball dead, Green Hammer dead. Um, I've already printed out next week. I'll be in Nashville next week, so I got to do good. I'm going to be live betting Tennessee or a beautiful state. You have live betting. Be sitting in my seats, live betting every fight. But um, I'm going to do double the work that I normally do. That's what I do on Sundays. So I'm going to finish this up, you know, post it, do a little work while I'm posting it. It takes a while to upload all that bullshit. Um, and then box, shower, more work, more back into it. Because sometimes I don't like overloading myself with footage because then I second guess myself. It's too many things coming in this crazy brain. So I like to keep it simple. But I think I'm going to push it a little bit more. You know, I'm always K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Then we'll push it a little bit more. Go past that a little bit. See where we get because five and six with missed bets and my DraftKings bank account or DraftKings balance is on fucking life support. Um, yeah, I need I need some winners. I need some winners, boys. So that was UFC 291. Pretty good. I know some people say it's the best, you know, they on paper is the best card of the year, this and that. Missed the Wonder Boy fight. I thought there was some great performances. Justin Gaethje blew me away. Performance of the night. I know I used to give people stars and all that. I haven't done that in a while. Performance of the night, though. I mean, how do you not go Justin Gaethje, Derek Lewis is up there, but Derek Lewis kind of does that a lot. I'm going to go Justin Gaethje, easy performance of the night. He looks so good against a high, high-level guy that already beat him, that already has his number on him. He looked fantastic. Gaethje, star of the night. Uh, no star of the night, Terrence Crawford, who I'm a big fan of. 
Whew, dominated Errol Spence. Errol Spence, undefeated fighter, great boxer. I'd never been dropped. Got dropped three times, three times, and they got knocked out in the ninth round. TKO knocked out. Whatever you want to say, Terence Crawford butchered him. Butchered Errol Spence. It was it was a levels fight. Terence Crawford's been wanting big fights for a long time. You know, boxing's crazy with with matching people up. He had to take what he had to get. No one kind of wanted to fight him, but man, I tell you what, whew, he looked amazing. And people are going to, he's the big money fight now. He is. After that performance, and you know, everyone's, Javante Davis beating Ryan Garcia and all. Javante Davis beating, right, you know, different weight class. All. Terrence Crawford's the guy in boxing right now. Terrence Crawford's the must-see. In a way, beat Fulton. In a way, is great. In a way, wants to come up and, and fight Javante Davis, which I think is great. Um, but, you know, probably in a way, he doesn't fight outside of Japan all that often or if ever. So, you know, there's a lot of questions about that. So, what are you going to do, right? But Terrence Crawford, amazing boxing skills unbelievable i'm gonna rewatch it again today because i've mentioned before i love that he switched stances he comes out orthodox goes southpaw his right hand just as powerful as left hand i love his movement i love his aggressiveness um just a high level best boxer in the game right now for sure Terrence bud crawford seems like a good dude and if you're at your computer right now or phone whatever what am i 100 go look up Terrence crawford friend slingshot whatever there's a video where his buddy like passes out on one of those slingshot rides. Oh, it's great. He's trying to hold Terrence's hand and shit like that. It's funny as fuck. All right. What else we got to get to? I think that's it. 51 minutes. I want to keep it under an hour there. I rambled on the beginning about equipment because I'm obsessed and I got a problem. But uh, you guys understand that, right? Huh? You understand that, right? I will be in Nashville. I'm going to do a pick em, so I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate this in the pick em show. I'll be in Nashville this weekend. We are getting in there Friday. I'll be there Friday. I'll be there Saturday. I have some plans Friday right now. I don't know if there's dinner plans or whatever, but I'm going to be around. I'll obviously be at the fights. You want to link up with the fights? Shoot me a DM, Brian Peter MMA on Twitter, on Instagram. We'll link up. We'll bro up. We'll fucking Predator 5, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm very excited to be in Nashville. I'm very excited to watch the fights. Corn Sagan, Ron Font. I really want to see Umar fight Corey. I think we got a great co- uh, great replacement of Rob Font. Going to be a stand-up battle. Can't wait to break that fight down. Tatiana Suarez was just going to draw. Absolute great fight right there. Almost like a passing of the torch right. I love Tatiana Suarez. Jessica Andrade is a legend. So we'll see. A lot of good fights. Pick them. We'll probably up Wednesday or Thursday, I imagine. Um, I'm getting my tattoo finally. This part finally filled in on Tuesday. So I don't think I record on Tuesday because I'm doing that at four. So I'll probably record on Wednesday, edit it, be up Thursday. Let's say Thursday, okay? All right? Plenty of time for you to uh, listen to it and just watch it, whatever you do, uh, before Nashville. So that's it. Follow me on Brian Petrie on social media, Brian Petrie MMA on all social media. Hit that subscribe button. You guys are killing it with the subscribers. Rate review on iTunes. We're at 77. I want 80 now. I was at 71. You beautiful, gorgeous listeners, watchers got me to 77. So go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review me, get me to 80, baby. 80, baby. You guys are awesome. Without you, wouldn't be anything. You guys are the best. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Let's make some picks with our man, Brian Patrick. Perfect week for Brian Petrie yet again. Motherfuckers. Let's have some picks with our man Brian Petrie.